Blog Talk Radio. And 
what can we learn as scientists about this in a broader way? There could be multiple contributors. Does that negate our responsibility as individuals? No, it does not. But any shutdown of conversation in any way is not healthy for us as a society. So on this show, we're going to talk about things openly. And let me tell you about a few things about me. I come from a scientific background. I come from diverse spiritual perspectives. I have lived many paths. I have been a stay-at-home mom. I have been a project manager in the office. I have been a person influencing direction on an executive floor of a significant corporation. I have done many things in my life. I have run my own business, which is what I do now. I am an openly spiritual individual. I have had powerful spiritual experiences, which I know many of you have had. These experiences led me to where I am today. And I have often shared my voice anonymously over the years until I finally had the courage to no longer be anonymous. But when I was anonymous, and I still am somewhat occasionally, I was on discussion forums. I was on the Oprah front page as Bridge Builder, which is why this show is called Building Bridges. And I've also called into major network shows and become a regular presence there. I am an open-minded Person, I will be speaking on a major network show. As a matter of fact, I am in Oregon at our local UFO festival, and I will be talking about our understanding that as species evolve in a very, very uh, infinite multiverse, of course there are higher evolved races, and it is not at all fringe for any scientist, for any thinking, feeling individual. For anyone who believes in higher consciousness, for anyone who believes in logic at all, to believe that, of course, we are not alone in this universe, and this is not just a universe, it's a multiverse, and we'll talk about that, too. What does it mean to be multidimensional? What does it mean to experience meaningful synchronicities? What does it mean to have impossible, statistically impossible things occur that can help guide us on the path because we are not alone. We are supported. Why are we here? Yes, the human experience is a challenging one, and we can only believe that we are here to grow. I personally believe we are here by choice, that we choose this experience, that it is a kind of Everest For us, although there may be other Everest that we are not aware of, we are courageous souls. We are aspects of the divine having a human experience. So welcome tonight. You are going to find this show more and more at this time. It will not always be this time because sometimes I do have guests during the day on the traditional FrontierBeyondFear.com broadcast. But on days when I don't have a guest and when I'm able, I will be here at night. And if you're listening to us across time to the podcast, welcome, welcome. There are no boundaries of time. And the Frontier Beyond Fear has been on the air now for over five years. But this is a new aspect of the show. So welcome, everyone. I'm going to stop by the chat here. It actually crashed last night. Oh, it's still up. That's good. And we actually have a caller on the line. 
So I am going to go ahead and bring this caller on the show. It looks like a Skype call. So, um, oh, well, we lost the call. It may be a listener. <laughs> if you're simply listening, and you feel free to call back, um, caller, if you just want to listen. Right now, I will tell you that Blog Talk Radio doesn't always tell you to press 1 if you would like to speak. And if you just want to listen, I will not pick up the call, but I will remind those of you calling. And whether we get calls tonight or not, it's immaterial because we're growing this show as a call-in show, and that takes some time. And um, the call-in number is 310-807-5104. And I do encourage you, though you're not instructed to do so, if you want to talk to us tonight, please press 1. And that way I will know that you actually would like to talk. But you are also welcome to join the teleconference line, where you can simply listen at that line, which is 310-807-5104. The chat room is open and up at the moment. I upgraded Flash so it wouldn't crash. Last night it did crash, but I believe, or at least my end of it crashed. And um, I welcome you. If if you'd like to interact in the chat room, and I will look out there, um, you do need to get a Blog Talk Radio login. It's simple to get, and you, I will look for those who ask questions in the chat over time as this show grows. Also, I have a very active Twitter account. My Twitter account is Bridge Builder, and that name originated a long time ago. And and you spell it B-R-I-D-G-E-B-L-D-R. In fact, I'll put it in the chat right now for those of you who might like to go to Twitter. I've queued up some things in the news tonight because there are things that are very relevant from a spiritual, inspirational perspective, from a human perspective, that are in the news tonight, and I may even find some more items spontaneously because as this show is just beginning, I am really addressing it quite spontaneously this evening, but um, let us look at a few of these things in the news. In fact, here's one where a, um, a particular website is saying, because not all the websites are really talking about this very much, Media silent as massive protest in D.C. fills jails beyond capacity. And I did hear a little bit of this on mainstream media today, but not a whole lot is being reported. In fact, I was really shocked tonight um, watching a broadcast that there was very little being talked about here. And what are people protesting? They're protesting peacefully corporate money in politics and This is a very significant thing. Um, There have been over 50,000 tweets, and I did notice that Democracy Spring is trending on Twitter, and apparently it's trending on Facebook as well. And we need to pay attention to these things. I will tell you, I have personally watched um, MSNBC, for example, and seen how certain things just aren't reported in the same way, how you'll be watching a rally and they cut away at a key time. And it just seems really obvious that there is some influence here in places that one would hope there wouldn't be. 
and this is true on both sides, we need to start finding balance in our media. I will tell you that as a computer scientist, I happened to be at the school where they developed what essentially became the first web browser many years ago. And what I've observed in trends on the web, having had some experience working with content on websites, is that with the new mobile advice devices, for example, we're seeing less and less content. And I find this very interesting that we are being encouraged to put less and less content on our websites because of mobile devices, we're, set, we're told. Google is ranking sites um, according to how you support a mobile, web, a mobile device. And the question that this begs answering, because I continually get comments on my sites, which are very wordy intentionally, um, is, you know, you need to upgrade your site. You know, it, it's too, too dense. There's too much information. And there really could be even more information, truthfully. I, I, I have other sites I'd like to put out with more information. And so I think that we need to start paying attention to these things. And maybe some of us need to just say, well, you know what, we really would like to have information on our sites and not just, you know, a few words and a pretty picture. Um, we, we really do prefer information and that that's what the web is about. It is about openness. It is about human rights. And we need to start speaking openly about our human rights in this world. And so we had this protest, and it really was not reported on very much, and yet things are shifting, and we can feel it. Why are things shifting? Well, we've got a real spiritual fabric to this universe. It is not neutral. It is loving, and we are evolving. It may not seem that way sometimes. There can be some very dark things in this world, but we are quantumly supported, and that's why things are evolving, and that's why we can trust. That's why we can trust that even though there are some really challenging, very dark things in the world right now, and that we really are seeing um, just in many parts of the world, things that are very harsh at times. There's no question about that. We really need to hold the light, people, as best as we can. Hold the light and radiate it because it is real. Those of us who have seen miracles, we know it's real. And we know that this is a quantum multiverse and that we can focus on the light does that mean that a growth experience may not happen to us personally or as a world oh there are still growth experiences and they can seem adverse sometimes and sometimes it seems like we get we go through a very roundabout way of whatever we think that we may be seeking well you know when you really begin to trust, when you really begin to trust that there is a higher quantum loving power that connects all of us, that is omnipresent, 
and that it truly is in operation in this world. When you begin to trust and to know that and that you are here and that the world is here to reach its highest growth potential, it is then that you learn to accept that some things in the world will happen that seem adverse, and they can seem very adverse. But somehow we are heading in the right direction. We are learning as a species, and we have a choice whether to consciously learn from these things. Many of us choose to raise our vibration by having an awareness that there are dark things occurring, but still keeping our focus on the light. In fact, last night, I really want the exact quote. This is a biblical quote. And on this show, even though I have a very diverse background, including um, an evangelical past in my upbringing, I grew into a more expansive way of seeing the earth, the universe, the multiverse. And in fact, we need to think about more than simply the earth and and more diverse um, open-minded spirituality is able to accommodate that a bit better and we need to be thinking about what it means to have a compassionate um, higher power or quantum power or omnipresent loving source or God spirit, the universe it is loving it is loving it necessarily must be What I wanted to to focus on is just a quick little meditation on this verse. And I'm actually looking it up so I get the exact quote. Okay. This is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think upon such things. That's the New International Version, and I'm not sure that's my my favorite. Let's look at the King James, even though sometimes people will debate whether that's the more accurate translation, but in this particular verse, it tends to be quite beautiful. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's it. Right there. Philippians 4.8. And that's what this show is about. There are a lot of shows that We'll spend a lot of time focusing on dark things. And we'll talk about some of those things to an extent because I think we need to so that we can shift our focus to the light, so that we can shift our focus to raising the consciousness on this planet. And tonight, some of these people are no doubt released from jail, but there are some people in jail who were very bravely protesting today and They stood up for something peacefully, and they really were not being, um, this story was not being 
conveyed very much in the news today and and that's unfortunate because it you know we we need to reclaim honesty within our world because it can't possibly feel good to those who are involved in reporting these things when you're involved in something that is a darker endeavor or is being manipulated in some way that doesn't feel good and you know we all get to that point at some point you know there's always going to be something that we're doing on a job or whatever that isn't going to resonate a hundred percent that is true but if you were constantly being told to manipulate things I would think if you had a conscience you would step away from that work because most people just wouldn't want to do it I personally have been questioning, for example, as a scientist, how much we should be supporting this notion of the singularity. As a spiritual person, that's a very evasive thing, the singularity. And what that is is where um, human consciousness is is put into a robot so that you can essentially live forever. You know, from the perspective of spirituality, and given all the evidence that we have of NDEs, near-death experiences, and that there really is a beyond the veil, and that we really do reincarnate on this planet, there is a lot of evidence of that, and maybe in future shows I'll bring some of my own evidence, because I happen to have been a student of reincarnation, although I continue to research that area, and that's a growing area. It's one of my early areas of research, and it's growing again. But the thing is, is generally when we are so afraid of leaving a particular life, it's really because of fear and because of not truly understanding what happens. Now, you know, I truly tend to believe that technology is a temporary step for many species and that ultimately because we know that this is a quantum multiverse and because we know that there is essentially magic in the world which is really cool and once you see it you can't deny it and if you don't believe me ask ask don't ask me just ask and see if it gets demonstrated to you in fact i dare you those of you who are skeptical about that kind of a thing because I'll tell you, it will defy every statistical analysis you could possibly know if you truly want to see what is possible. I have a friend who who essentially was healed from cancer spontaneously. I mean, so many things. Even in my own family, many, many years ago, there's a story um, of an aunt being healed from polio, and that was on an evangelical path. It can happen on many paths, this notion of healing, when, you know, and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, and that can be mysterious as to why. But remember, soul is on a journey, and we can trust in that. So I'm going to check the chat room here. Okay fairly quiet but welcome anyone in the chat I see there's a guest in the chat and we're going to talk a little bit um, about I think it's appropriate once again to talk a little bit about how so many of us are really united without full awareness in this notion of 
believing in some form of heaven on earth. That cannot be repeated enough that we are, many of us, from different spiritual backgrounds, focused on heaven on earth, on creating a, not just a better world, but a miraculously better world. And there are different ways that we get there, but in every way, God, a higher power, the omnipresent source, the creator, is a part of that. It's an essential part. And if you believe that God is omnipresent, that means God is in you too. If you believe in the power of prayer, and so many people have seen evidence of this, like I said, in my own family, there's a very dramatic story of how at least one aspect of my family became more strongly evangelical at the time um, because of a healing from polio, a very traumatic one of a child. And these things occur. These things mysteriously occur. Even simply, and they're not so simple, synchronicities can be absolutely amazing. And on the mainstream show here, I don't know if I want to call this mainstream or not, but on the interview show, the interview format, which I will carry both here, and sometimes I may have interviews at night as well. We'll see how the Building Bridges part meets the rest of the Frontier Beyond Fear. They may all just kind of flow together. But I do hope to have more synchronicity experts on and discussion of that because it is somewhat mysterious how that works, and I think many of us are still exploring it. Um, another topic that I really think we will talk about is climate change. I don't want to belittle climate change, but I do get disturbed when there are total shutdowns of discussion of any topic because, truthfully, you have to discuss anything that big. And I still am a little bit troubled that it's very possible that other planets are changing. That doesn't mean that we have no contribution to it. I do believe that we do. I'm not saying the two are not opposites, and that's the problem, is that some people will say, well, then, you know, why bother? Well, you know, I've heard people say, given the, the impact of the greater industrial complex and the military industrial complex on climate change, given humanity's footprint, we really need to be looking at that, first of all. I mean, that's a huge, huge impact to any kind of contribution humanity is having to climate change. And we need to really pay attention to that. And just putting climate change aside, the conflicts occurring on this planet right now and the way that we are approaching any kind of difficulty right now with more conflict, with more fear, with more control, that's not a healthy direction. We need to learn to let go of some of our fears because they will destroy us if we believe that they could. The thing is, is I don't believe that because I believe that we actually have some help in the other direction, and that's a loving God. But they can certainly make life very difficult for the planet as we 
consciously, more and more of us raise the vibration here. I heard it said a long time ago that the best way that we could have responded to uh, 9-11 a long time ago, and that's a controversial thing in itself, is is obviously not to have responded exactly the way we did because that turned out to be based on bogus information um, but or intentionally um, hidden information or, or deceived, um, deceptive information. But more than that, um, we need to learn to react in balance and not be totally consumed by our fears because that will do more damage to us. In fact, we have done more damage to our own society than anyone else could have done to us. And that's unfortunate. Now, you can look at all the diff- I've heard every conspiracy theory that, you know, it it was due to control all these things. You know what? That may be some of it, but the thing is we need to raise our vibration. We need to reach out to one another because as human beings, we know compassion and we know that we are bigger than than any kind of empty um, 1984-like culture because as human beings, we care about one another and we know this. And so the best that you can do wherever you are is reach out to your neighbors. Get to know them. People of diverse viewpoints, get to know everyone in your community and honestly be yourself. And that will make more of a difference than just about anything else that we could do. And if we could only reach across the barriers, I did that today um, with someone. It, it just kind of spontaneously happened, but we happened to be kind of in different political places and just happened to be having a conversation about something totally unrelated to anything political at first, and then it just kind of kind of flowed into that. And I was amazed at, at how many bridges we had to, between us. You know, now I have a stronger friendship with this person, And we're not exactly the same in how we feel about things. In fact, if anything, we acknowledged ambiguity. And I think that's probably what helps us find compassion the most, surprisingly. It's not clinging to an extreme. It's acknowledging that there can be ambiguity on some pretty significant issues. Because the more that we cling to a very shrill approach to any issue, the more that we cling to that, unless that issue happens to be love and compassion, because I will be shrill about that if I need to, um, but the more that we can acknowledge that, hey, you know, there, I can sort of see where you're coming from, you know, and the more you talk to somebody, you realize you get inside their head and you see why they think a certain way. Well, maybe they're seeing the world in a way that that to you isn't accurate or isn't accurate at all. Well, still, if you can begin to look at that world view and then get inside of it, you can start to shift 
how people are approaching certain issues and how you approach the people who have a viewpoint that's different than yours. Because usually there are many logical people that you will find on multiple sides of an issue, surprisingly so, even when it can seem that they're illogical. And sure, there are illogical people everywhere. That happens. But there are also heart-based people, passionate people, multiple sides of multiple issues. And a lot of people can see several aspects. They can see the ambiguity. And I guess one of the reasons I mentioned climate change is that's a troubling one for me. It's really obvious that things are changing. I mean, I think that we can really see that. Now, some people will question that. And, you know, I and I know I've heard the argument, well, most of the scientists say this. Well, you know, most of the scientists don't believe in God. I mean, there are a lot of scientists who say things that aren't necessarily true. Not all scientists are pursuing truth. There are many scientists who will tell you that synchronicities are just patterns in your brain or that um, near-death experiences, a good many neurologists, except for Eben Alexander, might tell you, and there are some that are waking up, that a near-death experience is, oh, that's just your brain, um, you know, the firing at the end, and, you know, it's just really nothing. And and so, to me, unfortunately, that doesn't hold water. That's not good enough because the scientific establishment has been proven over and over again to really embrace a form of pseudoscience more than the pseudoscientists. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is reality is not the rationalist view. There is too much evidence that there's more to it than that. And anyone who's seen the evidence knows. If you want to see it, ask. Don't ask me. Don't ask somebody else. Just ask, and you'll see. If you ask with an open mind. Then hold on to your hat. And so we need to be careful when we say these things. You know, there are some really legitimate questions raised by this new movie about vaccines, and yet it's being demonized. That doesn't mean that this is a a cut-and-dry issue. It means that there are things we need to look at here, like how come so many vaccines are being recommended right now? That can't possibly be safe. I mean, talk about overwhelming the system of a young person. And I know of situations which are getting quite harsh where even someone who's had a serious health issue is being told, you have to get this vaccine now or you can't stay at a college and things like that. That's not appropriate. We're becoming very rigid and we're not really looking at all the facts. And you got to think about the money factor every time. And that brings us back to the protest today. Money is influencing our culture right now, and it takes us away from compassion, and it takes us away from truth many, many times, because studies can be manipulated. We know that there have been many medical studies, for example, that, you know, later we find out a drug wasn't safe, that some thought were safe, was safe, or it was manipulated to get through the system really fast. You know, this thing needs to stop. In fact, I'll probably do an entire show on breast cancer screening because there's all kinds of evidence on that, that women are being overscreened, many, many reports, and yet every time one of those comes out, it kind of disappears. It's here and then it goes. And, you know, if we really are about 
true health in this country. All these preventative measures that are being advocated all the time, there's a lot of questions about them now, and you need to look at that honestly to find truth. And then in the midst of that, find your spiritual path and what you truly believe. Ah, we have a chat. Oh, now see the chat room is echoing again. That's really interesting that it's doing that. It's echoing itself. Well, I guess that's fine. Um, Okay, I am just going to do a quick check here. And we are, boy, we're 35 minutes in. Um, It's still a relatively quiet show, and that's okay. I'm doing this on purpose because I'm just building it up tonight to see if we can get a little bit of traction with this idea. Um, I think now would be a good time to play a song. Although, ironically, this song has something about vaccines in it. You know, again, it's not cut and dry. It's not like all vaccines are bad. We don't know that. Where's the gray area? Where's the ambiguity? Where's the plus and the minus? Where do we find the balance? Ultimately, in a spiritual society, we'll head towards healing more and more. And we won't need these measures. So I'm going to play a song just to give my voice a little rest here. Um, And this is Nothing Impossible, one of my favorites by Larry Sire. Take this call at area code 229. Um, 
Hi, at Area Code 229. You're on Building Bridges. Welcome. Hey, hi, how you doing? My name is Melvin. Hi, Melvin. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good, ma'am. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I was calling. I'm not sure. Uh, do you do uh, do you do readings? Um, well, I can do some um, coaching anyway. Um, I am intuitive, okay. so but I'm not quite yeah. a traditional reader. But go right ahead. What is it you're looking for? <laughs> Maybe I can help you. Okay, thank you. Yes, uh-huh. ma'am. Um, okay, I'm Melvin, and I'm from Georgia, and uh, I was recently laid off my job back in February, and uh-huh. I filed for my unemployment, and they did not give it to me. So tomorrow morning I, have, I file an appeal, and I just want to know, will they overrule and reward me my uh, employment benefit and give me back that? Okay, now I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you a question, Melvin, because I think um, many of us. I, I this is a good example of something I think we all do is is what would you like to happen? What what are you praying for? What are you hoping for? You you want you want your your benefits, right? Right, exactly. I'm praying well, for then, that. Yes, keep keep your focus on that because the thing is. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't need to tell you because you know what to do, Melvin. You know to keep your prayers and your focus on that happening. And so I can't I can't really say one way or another what's going to happen, but I can say that what's going to happen for you, Melvin, no matter what happens tomorrow, it's going to be the best thing that could happen for you on this path. And that if they don't if they don't give you those benefits, then what's going to happen instead is going to be something that's going to lead you to something even better and that you will find an even better situation. See, and this is how I think about doing an intuitive reading. It's more about, um, you know, what what is on our highest path. That's what's going to come to you, and whatever it is is going to help you along the way. Because I know it's hard. Many of us, I had a job change for me many years ago. I know how that feels. Um, it was a little bit right. different, but it's still, I know it, how it feels when when a job you care about and need ends. And and so I do very much understand that. And um, just trust, Melvin, trust. Keep, keep all your trust that it's going to be okay and that no matter yeah. what happens, it's going to be okay. But, you know, I think you got a really good chance. Um, if that's what you truly, truly feel that you need, they'll come through for you. Or some oh, other yeah. angel oh. will help you in some way, and that it will help you. One way or another, you're going to be okay, because you're not yeah. alone. That makes Does that so help? Much sense. Oh, oh yes. good. Yes, ma'am. That was so good. Nice. Thank oh, you very good. much. Yeah, you're yeah. not alone, Melvin. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Just remember that no matter what, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling tonight. All right. Have a blessed night. Oh, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, yes, I will will take callers of, you know, if you just have, 
a question where you'd like some guidance or support, I am certainly here um, and I'm happy to talk with you. But as you can see, I won't necessarily tell you what's going to happen exactly. Um, sometimes I've been known to, to pull a card or open a book. That's always fun. But I might advise you. But how about that? Right now, those of you who are listening across time or, or live, um, I'd like you to just walk over to your bookshelf and pull a book off the shelf, close your eyes, and just pull a book off the, off the shelf and open it to a random page and see what it has to say to you. You can ask a question if you like or not. Just say, um, you know, what do you have to say to me, book? If you feel more comfortable opening a particular book, some people I know might feel more comfortable opening a Bible or a Book of Mormon or whatever your particular persuasion. If that's what you would like, then go ahead. But I encourage this. This is how we open up to the spiritual world, no matter what we believe in. Hey, atheists, agnostics, go for it, because I would love to see you get something very relevant that you can't explain. That would be very interesting. I have had amazing things happen in the course of of my book opening career, which basically happened when I was very young. I learned to do this. Um, and it's just trusting. And you can have books that just inexplicably have your name in it, exactly answer the question that you had, exactly echo the thoughts that you had. If you're not near a book, if you're listening to this near a radio, turn on the radio. It can be very amazing. And don't let anyone ever tell you that that's not real, because it is. And those who don't believe in it just haven't seen it or they're afraid. You know, we really need to reclaim our world and our worldview in a sense of we have a right to believe the way we do and to have our authentic experience, which goes beyond belief. And we can invite you to explore it if you don't believe in it, but it's not just belief. In fact, that's what's really important. It's not just about belief anymore then some would say that certain scientific things that they've observed is simply belief, although science is often superseded. One paradigm is superseded by another. That's not unusual. How we think about the world shifts. And I know that we are going to be thinking about our world in a much more miraculous way the more that we observe it. Because if we honestly observe our own experience, there are inexplicable things that can happen. And yes, there can be dysfunction in these areas. Of course there can be. But that doesn't take away the reality of miraculous experience being demonstrated more and more. And, you know, there are so many things that can't be explained. Just study near-death experiences and skeptics who encountered that. People who just had no interest in it whatsoever. And then amazing things occurred. David Bennett is a good example who's been on this show. And I think I mentioned him last night. He was on National Geographic's The Story of God with Morgan Freeman. And he's been on this show a number of times. And he was a skeptical, very ambitious diver when he stopped breathing in the ocean in an accident. 
and amazing things occurred. I know some people, I know at least one person personally who had an experience that you can't explain. And that person wasn't looking for it either. That's the way it works. And it's amazing the consistency between some of these experiences and people who just couldn't possibly know that these things would would be similar from one experience to the next. And so, you know, we have to decide at some point as a society and as individuals, are we interested in truth or not? Or are we interested in dogma? Because science can be dogma every bit as much as religion. It can be very, very rigid. And, you know, we can be very close-minded and not even interested in looking at the evidence. And we need to open up. We need to open up to the evidence And we also, in our own personal lives, and I go through this as much as the next person, we all have things turn out in ways that we didn't expect, in ways that may have been difficult. That happens sometimes, but we have to trust whenever that happens. And we need to trust that we're on a higher path and that there's a reason for everything that happens to us. And we need to really allow ourselves to open up to new ways of being, that most of all, because the old rigid ways, the the ways that that, that can be um, that create barriers between people, those are not the ways of what some of us are calling the new earth. The new earth is much more fluid than that, and we need to trust in that because that's what we're flowing into. Okay, I see. We have 10 minutes left. Jump into the chat real quick. It's doing some unusual things. So I don't know if anyone can be in the chat tonight, although we did have one person in there at one point. Um, But it's kind of behaving oddly, but it's a good experiment anyway. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of multiplying, which to me is very quantum and very multidimensional in itself. Uh, Okay. I was going to look. I know I had at least one other news item that I had queued up. So I am going to look. Ah, yes. Now this is important. There is a study out of MIT about a new study. New study shows rich poor have huge mortality gap in the U.S. You know, we really need to start paying attention to this, that the income discrepancy in this country and the poor infrastructure that exists and how we, we've been ignoring that. And truthfully, we've been putting way too much money into war. That's what's been going on, as opposed to investing in our own people, investing in our actual society. You know, it doesn't do us much good to be spending all this money on the war machine when there's not much left to defend because half the people are in such poverty, they're living shorter lives and very uncomfortable lives. Although I will tell you this, there are miracles. I will not discount that. And that it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, you can experience a healing. You can. In fact, many times poor the poor need them even more, although not always. And, you know, that's the other thing, is that medical care 
that too has to be taken with a grain of salt because it can be taken too far. We're also over-tested and over-scanned and over-treated. There was a study on that. I'll need to raise that one. Um, That one just came out the other day, yet another one. There's a whole bunch of those. But as far as life expectancy goes, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with diet. When you're poor, when you don't have a lot of money to spend at the grocery store, you can't buy organic food or you can't even buy a lot of fruits and vegetables. You have to buy the cheaper stuff. Or maybe you go get the dollar menu at McDonald's because that's all you can afford. And that's not going to lead to good health. And so that surely has something to do with it. And there are just so many other things. And we need to be paying attention. Um Let's see. I'm just curious what this study says a little bit more. Well, just that poor people are living shorter lives. And we're seeing this discrepancy more and more. And this is something we need to pay attention to because that's not what um, this experiment in the United States is all about. In fact, that's not what the world is all about. We need to shift this world in general in the right direction and it may need it may require multiple miracles in fact i guarantee that it will and thankfully they are accessible to us we are not alone and we are heading in the right direction but our you know truthfully our rationalistic materialistic culture is not really helping us a whole lot and that we need to start moving in the direction of a compassionate culture That's what will help us, is when we truly help one another to just, um, you know, turning the other, just just, um, not paying attention at all to what's going on. Um, It can be right in your neighborhood. Nowadays, poverty exists everywhere. And I know that anyone who has experienced a change in income and job, is experiencing this and it doesn't matter it can happen in in all different parts of of the country and of the world and we need to get a handle on this because the discrepancies are getting to be outrageous and where we're spending our money is getting to be outrageous because that that is not what we're all about and that we need to be investing more in peace and in figuring out how to change and shift those cultures and those forces that are causing incredible violence in our world, we need to be looking at that more as to how the enlightened people in those parts of the world, and they're everywhere, including in our country, can help teach those who just see things a different way and most likely have had a very harsh existence, and that's why. We need to help one another, and we need to trust. We need to trust that God is real. No matter how you label God, God is real, and we are not alone. And we need to be unafraid to say that and to not feel that we'll be judged or not care and to boldly go out and say, this is a miraculous world, and we choose to look at the evidence of that And that's what my show is about. That's what it's been about for over five years. It's about looking at the miraculous world. And I've had some absolutely wonderful guests on the show who have shared many things 
to help reveal that to us. In fact, I have a number of researchers coming up and have had them on in the past and we'll be talking about them. I'm really looking forward to having Dr. Susan B. Martinez on again because she's she is a she has a PhD in anthropology. I believe it's from Columbia and she really has studied and experience how limiting the scientific establishment can be and that they're not really interested in truth. And it is true that when things are being funded and people have their biases, those biases exist everywhere. And we need to start thinking more expansively about the world. It's not really fair that the only bias that counts is a rationalistic one which denies any kind of anomalous result. This is why um, quantum physics is is so surprising to some people, that it, it can operate the way that it operates. Even Einstein was surprised by quantum physics. Well, that's because the world doesn't behave quite the way that we thought. And it's a pretty amazing multiverse that we live in not simply a universe. In fact, I was studying something. I have a little science book. I love to open to random pages. And, you know, when you think about our universe, so many people think of it as flat, and it's really spherical, which is interesting. Yeah, we don't often think of it that way. In fact, I would love to think that we're just all existing. You know, you can just picture all these little bubbles, these universes, and there's not just one, that they are infinite. I can almost visualize what that would look like, can't you? It's a really amazing picture. What what can we begin to envision in a multi dimensional reality? Well, we're just about to the end of the show. I'm glad that we had a caller tonight. That's wonderful. I welcome calls like that. Those of you who are listening in the archive, please, I welcome you. To, to keep an eye out for when this show is running. Um, it's very possible I'll come back on tomorrow night. Um, I know, let's see, Thursday we have a 9 a.m. show Pacific, and so I definitely won't be on at night because I can't be on both times since Blog Talk Radio only lets me on once per day. But keep looking for me. I'm going to be as consistent as I can manage. It won't necessarily be every night, but let's just see where we go. And yes, bring your questions. And if you need a little extra support, if you just want to talk to somebody, feel free. And I will help us look at the higher higher ways of navigating through life. I mean, I'm doing it too. We all do it. It's not always easy, and sometimes when we advise one another, we're also advising ourselves to just look for the higher path in everything. So thank you, everyone, for being here. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place. I actually haven't gotten it updated to have um, this show on there yet, but all the shows, and I will be getting it updated for this show as well, and the archive is out there as well. And I hope that, that there are just so many shows out there where you can learn about a diversity of topics that will very much help you in your daily life and help you think more expansively about your world. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter, too, especially Facebook. I'd like to build that up a little bit. Um, it's on FrontierBeyondFear.com. You can click on it, and even on this show page here, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. 
Um, I welcome you in all those places. Thank you so much, everybody. See you next time. I'm Susan Larison Dan signing off for tonight. Take care, everyone. Thank you.